Have you struggled to get everything done? Have you looked for every trick to be more productive? How much do you really understand about how productivity really works? This is Crushing the Clock, a podcast where we explore the nature of productivity so you can actually get back your time and energy, making a difference in both your personal and professional lives. Many people take this time of year to be able to reflect over the past year and evaluate how they did, and then they make new goals for the new year. So while there are many things that I could certainly look at in regards to this annual routine, the thought that comes to my mind right now, though, is just the sheer amount of things that clamor for our attention. Now, if you're like me, you have way too many things pulling for your time and attention from family to work, the church to hobbies, to friendships and social engagements. There's no way that we can be able to do everything for everyone. Also, if you're like me, you have a difficult time saying no to any of these requests. And let's be honest, not all requests are actually direct. Some of them are just requests that we assume because of some status quo or status that maybe we need to try to keep up. Now, today, I want to bring a short episode to be able to reflect on this. And in the end, I'm going to recommend two books and a podcast to be able to help you with this very situation. So first of all, so many things scream for our attention. Our boss demands more to be done. Our family demands our attention. Our calendar is crammed with activities and our phones and computers ping us with notifications of things that we either quote unquote need to do or need to know. But no matter how urgent they appear, most things in life don't matter as much as they seem. Greg McEwen calls these the trivial many. Many of these things may be good, And many of these things even need to be done, but you can ask yourself a couple questions. First of all, do I need to be the one to do it? Or on the flip side, can somebody else do it? And the second question, does it need to be done now? In other words, you're asking how urgent the task actually is. There's a lot of times when we do something that doesn't actually have to be done now, but we feel the pressure to be able to do it for one reason or another. And then the last thing that I want to mention at this point is what's the worst thing that could happen if it doesn't get done. And so there's a lot of times when we feel like something needs to get done. It has to get done. Sometimes we feel like we have to be the ones to do it. And we have this urge to feel like it has to be done now, but you can stop for just a second and ask yourself, what if we never do this? What if it never gets done? What is the worst that would happen? And a lot of times, actually, the worst case actually isn't that bad. And that can help you be able to start to reevaluate your priorities. That leads us to the next thing here, and that is the vital few. So when we realize that most of the things are trying to grab for our attention, that they are more trivial and unimportant than what it seems, then we come to the point to where we start to realize that there's only a few things that are truly vital. The thing that makes this even more difficult is that these vital things are usually quiet. They're not the things yelling for our attention. They're the still small voice in the background getting ignored by the things that are louder. These vital things can be ignored for a while with no seemingly negative impact. That is until it becomes suddenly urgent. 
So this is what happens when someone ignores their health until they find themselves in the emergency room. This is what happens when someone finds out that they're getting sort of divorce papers from someone that they don't really know anymore or maybe don't even care about anymore. So the vital few things in our life need to be identified and then prioritized intentionally. So that leads us to the next step that we need to do, and that is eliminating things and prioritizing. And so that means we need to take things out of our life. Now, I'm not suggesting that you start cutting everything immediately or completely. Now, you didn't get overwhelmed overnight, but what has happened is that you've trained your brain over the years that overwhelm and crazy are normal, no matter how much you don't like it and you, you know your body doesn't like it, your brain and your body have gotten used to it. So you might not be able to handle such a dramatic change at one time. And so you can start by cutting a couple easier things from your life and schedule. Also, you need to prioritize the things that you identified as vital for you. This means that you need to make sure that the things are scheduled and that nothing takes their place. Now, if a conflict comes up, which it will, you need to take the time to really assess the new task and see if it is truly more vital and more important than what you already had scheduled. It may surprise you that what you already scheduled is the most important thing and that you need to say no to the new request. Now, there are times when the new request is actually more important and more vital and you need to replace it, but you need to ask the question and truly think about the situation. Now, of course, this is easy to be able to say, but it's difficult to actually do, at least when you're starting out. As you consistently prioritize your most important things, your most important relationships, responsibilities, activities, all those different things, it should be easier to be able to keep those at the top of your priority list and be able to get those done. But that doesn't mean that everything is always easy to actually do because you could get to the point to where you eliminate virtually everything that's trivial and you're only doing the things that are important, but you're still struggling to be able to balance everything. So first of all, realize that there's no such thing as a true balance in life. Life is constantly counterbalancing from one thing to the next. And so secondly, this is where you can ask yourself the question, what if it could be easy? What if it could be easy? Now, this might seem like a silly question, and you may be thinking, if I knew how it could be easy, I would be doing it. I think the same thing. But the problem is that while our brains look for the easiest path, which it does, sometimes, and maybe many times, the easiest path that our brains find is simply the path that we've taken most often. Now, there have been many times, especially before the development of GPS, that I would drive a certain way because it was familiar. It was the way that I was used to. But then the GPS would show me that there's another route that would actually save me five or 10 minutes. I personally still struggle with this and have the tendency to follow the route in my brain rather than the GPS. Why? Because the GPS's way is new. It's untested, it's unfamiliar. Therefore, it seems to me to be the more difficult way. But I know in my head that if I follow GPS a few times, my brain will get used to the new way. Then I'm gonna start being able to save five to 10 minutes every time. And if it's something that I do every day, that's an hour or two each week that I'm able to save. Now, aside from being able to save time, you're also gonna be able to save energy. Things can start to become easier 
And these are just some simple illustrations. This is just, again, supposed to be just a quick episode to be able to help introduce you to some of these things that you can be able to do when you get to your to this place where you realize that you're doing too many things, you have too many commitments, and you need to try to scale back. And so some of the recommendations that I would have for you to read and or listen to, there's two books and a podcast by Greg McEwen. So the first book is called Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. And then he has a follow-up book to that, which is Effortless. Make it easier to do what matters most. And so they kind of go hand in hand. Essentialism helps you be able to identify the things that are truly vital, the things that are important or what he calls essential. And that helps you be able to do that. And you can be able to pursue doing fewer things, do less, but being able to do the right things and spend your time on the right things, the important things. And then the book Effortless, be able to takes it from that point and the things that do matter most, help you be able to identify ways that you can be able to make it easier for you to be able to accomplish. And so, and then he has his podcast, it's called the What's Essential Podcast. And so he comes on, I think it's every week, and he addresses a lot of different issues that are relating to this. Sometimes he brings a guest on that has implemented these principles in his life. Sometimes it's a guest that comes on and be able to shares a perspective that dovetails with these concepts as well. Sometimes he shares just some personal thoughts himself. Sometimes he brings his wife on and he, and they go through and they share a lot of the different things that they're going through as a couple, as a family, as they're implementing these strategies and these tips and these way of living into their lives, both personally and as a family. So it's a really good resource to be able to get to. All three of these are really good resources. So I'd recommend going ahead and getting them either a physical book or an audiobook. I really love listening to audiobooks. And then also subscribing to the podcast. I have links in the show notes for all of these if you want to make it easy on yourself. You can just swipe over in your podcast app, be able to get the show notes, or you can go to crushingtheclock.com and you can be able to find the show notes. And there's also a resource tab there that you should be able to find these resources as well. And so with that, I want to go ahead and wish you a happy new year. If uh, you are listening to this at the time that this releases, but if not, then I still want to wish you the best in what you are pursuing, what you're working on, and help you be able to learn how to do less to be able to accomplish the things that really matter most. And then also to be able to learn how to make those things even easier to be able to accomplish in your life as well. So with that, we're going to go ahead and sign off, and I'll see you in the very next episode of Crushing the Clock. Make sure to follow or subscribe to this podcast in your podcast player of choice so you don't miss an episode. If you have any questions or comments, or you want more productivity resources, visit crushingtheclock.com. I would love to hear from you, and I'll catch you on the next episode of Crushing the Clock.